0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At goTodobs.com shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs.
1: For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get
0: ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. In this baseball town, one of the most explosive stories to break during the century has been the Houston Astros cheating scandal from the 2017 season and World Series. And Evan Drellick of The Athletic was one of the people that broke that story. He has a new book out. It's available at Amazon or wherever you get your books. It's called Winning Fixes Everything. And Evan Drellick joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Evan, thanks so much for the time. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having
0: me. Well, uh, we're thrilled to have you. And uh, this is something that still goes on. People still hating on the Astros, even though they won last year. But I want to start with a a question to kind of localize things, because we all remember here Chris Correa, who had a really good year in his only year as the Cardinal Scouting Director, getting banned from baseball because he thought the Astros were cheating through computer hacking. And you have some information about that in the book. What did you take out of what you learned? from the the Chris Correa saga with the Cardinals and that involvement with Houston.
1: Yeah, look the the book in general, um, and I, I don't say this uh, just to market my book. There is a lot of Cardinals involvement in this book, even though it is based on the Astros. The entire entire second chapter uh, is about the Cardinals, and then you know portions of other chapters as we progress in time uh, and deal with the Chris Correa uh, hacking scandal. Um, you know, my book has multiple Astros uh, employees saying that uh, what Correa alleged, that, that the Astros had taken Cardinals' information with them to Houston, was accurate. Uh, there are different different uh, things inside um, Houston's uh, systems or, or that were simply available, whether that be a uh, calculation that was developed by Mike Gersh, whether it was a biomechanical evaluation, Uh, done by a guy named Tim Levesque. Uh, But there were people on the inside in Houston uh, validating what Correa uh, had alleged.
2: Hey, Evan, as you all really dug into this cheating scandal, what was one of the most, I guess, surprising details that you learned uh, that the Astros had actually done?
1: Honestly, there's so much. The number of things that I got to in this book, I'm like, whoa, uh, this is wild. Um, I mean, having McKinsey and company sit down with your manager uh, and players in the middle of your World Series winning season, the callousness with which Jeff Luno was willing uh, to fire people, bringing George Springer into Houston when he's a minor leaguer on the pretense of an eye exam uh, so that you can isolate him from his agent and hopefully get him to sign a cheap contract. You know, you go down the list. Uh, th- there were so many things that happened. Even in St. Louis, when Luno was in St. Louis, uh, he, he, he's told to stay home, uh, for the day because, uh, a, a colleague at the Cardinals threatened to kick his ass if he came into the office. I mean, you know, it, it was a nonstop discovery of what went on under the hood and, um, You know, it's very different than than a lot of things that are portrayed publicly.
0: Evan Drellick from The Athletic has a new book out, and you need to check it out. It's called Winning Fixes Everything. It's about the Astros. And as Evan mentioned, the Cardinals are uh, prominently a part of the book. And another St. Louis and Jim Crane, who owns the Astros, is part of the issue as well. How significant was Jim Crane's involvement in all of this?
1: Well, you know, the book, as much as it explains in detail science stealing, it's really a management culture book, right? It's explaining and going through Jim Crane and Jeff Luno's arrival in Houston and what they built and what was going on behind the scenes. And uh, it was their culture, right? And Jim Crane arrived in Houston with a checkered business pass. There was a massive discrimination suit brought against his outside business, Eagle Global Logistics, before the Internet really took off. But it was a really ugly case. Uh, it was settled for millions of dollars. Uh, there was also war profiteering charges uh, against Crane that had people go to federal prison. Culture issues even before Crane gets there. Luno obviously had kind of a rough time in, in St. Louis while also doing some smart things. And, you know, Luno's St. Louis experience is kind of a whole thing writ large. It, 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 it was, uh, again, tumultuous in Houston while also doing things that were probably good for uh, constructing rosters.
2: Hey, Evan, I'm, I'm intrigued by Mike Fires, the, the, the pitcher that really, I guess, got the ball rolling, the whistleblower, so to speak. What, are, what were the thoughts on him as a, as a teammate with the Astros? And, and what are the thoughts on him now, knowing that he's the one that really got the ball rolling for this, for this cheating scandal to be ousted the way that it did?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. And this is one of the things that, um, you know, in the three years I was writing this book or, uh, it was kind of hard for me to sit on and explain to people. But I think there's, a, there's an assumption. Because Mike Fires went on the record that the whole thing kind of hinged on him. That our mm-hmm. reporting began with him. That if you know if we didn't talk to him, we wouldn't know. Um, and I and I get why people assume that. It, it and it could have gone that way. I guess it's actually really the opposite of what happened. What happened is in October of uh, 2018, I found out what the Astros had done from from inside the team, firsthand sourcing. Uh, it was kind of a complicated time. It took 13 months for me to get the story done. One job change in the middle. Um, and I pair up with Ken Rosenthal. And we got to a point where the story was, was we were running it. it. We had enough corroboration. You know, we, we felt good about it. Uh, we had the facts. But we still wanted to try to get somebody on the record. We were still making calls. And three days before we publish, we call uh, Mike Fires. Ken makes that phone call because Ken is... Uh, really the best space reporter in the industry. And if somebody's gonna make that call, I want it to be Ken, you know, if we got one shot to get somebody on the phone. And, you know, we had the facts. And, and I don't know if Mike talks to us if we don't have the facts, you know, but it wasn't a phishing call. It wasn't, hey, did you hear anything about the Astros science dealing? It was, we're running a story. This is what we know happened. What can you tell us? And, you know, uh, to his credit, he was willing to talk about it. The toll for him has been heavy whistleblowers are rare in any industry. The story is in a much better position because somebody was on the record and Mike Fiers had that courage. Um, but it, it's ahistorical to kind of um, suggest that basically it was, you know, Mike Fiers deciding one day I'm going to blow the lid off the whole thing and that's how it happened. It's just not how it happened
0: Evan Drellick, the new book that he has out is called Winning Fixes Everything. I want to go back to, to Luno for a second because A.J. Hinch, obviously, back in baseball. Last week, Carlos Beltran returned to baseball. Alex Cora is back in baseball. And Luno is still out. Is, is he the absolute head of the snake? And do you think that there's any chance at all that anybody would hire him again?
1: You know, Jeff denied any knowledge of the sign-stealing scheme, um, and, and I think that angered people. Uh, in, it, look, and, and maybe maybe it's the case, right? We, we only have uh, different people's accounts. Jeff says he didn't know, um, but certainly the commissioner's office, in its report on the Astros, took the Astros' baseball operations culture to task, right? It's not just about sign-stealing. It's about how did this guy operate? I and mean, what did he do once he got fired? Well, he turned around into the owner uh, and presumably got some amount of money out of a settlement. We, we know they settled. We don't know what the terms were of that. But, you know, when you put it all together, um, he, he, he's not a well-liked guy in the industry. There are some people who like him. He's very smart. Um, but I think a, a return to baseball could be tough. I, I don't know that it would never happen. Uh, I don't think the commissioner's office likes him. Um, I, I think there's some distrust uh, and, a, and a credibility issue that he that he would have to deal with. Uh, but look, he's running soccer teams now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Hey, Evan, do you, do you think the rest of baseball, because of what happened with the Astros, has been scared straight?
1: Well, maybe when it comes to doing brazen, obvious electronic sign stealing. I mean, if the question is, is anybody ever going to cheat again? Absolutely. You know whether we find out about it, what what form that takes. Maybe it's not sign stealing. Maybe it's something else. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, people can get away with stuff, and we never know. And so so you never know what's clean and what what isn't in baseball. But we do know that in baseball and outside of baseball, people are always going to try to find an edge. I, I think the one thing regarding sign stealing electronically, you don't hear quite as much. Uh, public finger-pointing as you did a few years ago, right? If you go back to, like, eighteen, nineteen, there was a lot of crossfire publicly. Mm-hmm. So it seems to have quieted a little bit.
2: Evan, are you all at all surprised by how um, you get all of this information, you get all the t- sign-stealing and the cheating and the banging on trash cans, and, and the, the World Series champs are still named the World Series champs, and nothing else happens besides that? I mean, obviously, people lost their jobs, but in terms of a, a professional team, you know, there were players on opposing teams that that probably lost money or lost opportunities because of that.
1: Yeah, look, punishments and investigations, you know, MLB's Department of Investigations is not built on righteousness and fairness above all. It's, it's there to serve mm-hmm. the interests of, um, look, really protecting uh the, the owners and, uh, you know, quieting scandals. I mean, they they went harder, certainly, in the Astros than the, than they did the Red Sox. And I think it is fair for Astros fans to say, well, you know, we, we were made something of an example. It's also the case that the Astros were doing something more egregious than any other team has been shown to have been doing. Um, it It's shades of gray. You know, did, did they deserve sterner punishment? Well, Jim Crane's still making a lot of money. You know, the, the next time the commissioner really – goes after an owner uh, might be basically the first, maybe outside of, I don't know, Donald Stern. You know, I mean, it's very rare that you see a league turn on its its actual owners. So it's, you know, fairness is uh, in the eyes of the beholder. And I think you can point in a lot of ways and say, well, was this really fair?
0: and you know especially if you were and it fortunately for them the Dodgers did win we had Ned Colletti the former Dodgers GM on and he was talking about how weird it was that in that game in Houston Kershaw was getting lit up and it's not like Clayton Kershaw has the the best postseason history anyway but those people, Ned said, hey, "It hey broke my heart when I heard what happened because he figured that that was going to be Kershaw's game, that was going to be his postseason game." Fortunately for them, things turned around. But there are, like Kerry said, there there's a lot of collateral damage from this scandal, isn't there? From young players that got sent down because they were victimized by the the Astros offense that year. It, it's almost endless the the reverberations of what happened.
1: Yeah, I think it's part of the reason why. You know, even today, it still draws attention and headlines. Um, you know, Mike Bolsinger was a pitcher on the Blue Jays who uh, really got the brunt of the sign-stealing stuff, and and uh, he sued. He lost, but he but he sued uh, for what the Astros had done there. So there is, yeah, I, I think I think sometimes the impact it can have on other people's livelihoods or potential impact, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to tell. Well, would this guy have been a big leaguer anyway, you know. It, Maybe not. Um, but yeah, that's real. And that's one of the reasons Mike Fires uh, said he wanted to speak up, is that young pitchers were walking into Houston uh, not knowing what was going on. And, you know, that it can almost literally take food off somebody's plate.
0: Amazing. The name of the book is Winning Fixes Everything by Evan Drellick. Really compelling. And like I said at the top, uh, probably the biggest story the baseball has had since this century turned, at least if not uh, longer back. Uh, Evan, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Love the book and love having you on and continued success and great work with The Athletic. We're, We're there every single day. It's a big part of our show and we appreciate the work that you do.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Take care. Evan Drellick from The Athletic. And, of course, the book is called Winning Fixes Everything. Check it out on Amazon and pick it up and read it because it's good stuff.